This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're on The Burt Show. So um, her security app picked up sounds of her cat while she was away. And she swears that the cat, as it's meowing, is saying one sentence. Now, I'm just going to play the sound of the cat. You guys tell me what she thinks the cat is saying, okay? That would be most accurate. Because if I tell you... You'll hear it in your head. Okay. Okay, here you go. What? Mom, where are you? What is it? Mom, where are you? Mom. That's what she's saying. That's so (laughs) sweet. So mom was in the hospital, right? And she wasn't there for a couple of days. And when she checked her security cameras, this is what she heard. Right? Yes. That's I don't think I would have heard that. Wow. Really? Uh-uh. It's loud and, uh, loud and I, clear to me. I, well, I think Cassie and I also have an advantage because we speak toddler these days, so it's really <laughs> okay. easy to decipher things that don't sound like they are. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Abby was out of the game. She was ready not to date, and then Kristen dragged her back in, and her your heart, I think, is even telling you, like, maybe these friendship dates are way better than anything else. Oh, yeah. I've officially gotten more action from women than from men. Uh, <laughs> <what> say that. <laughs> what, and I'm not mad about it. So when I first moved here, I'll be honest, I didn't have, like, a game plan for making friends, because I know a couple people who live in our city, and so I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll go out and get drinks. Everything will fall into place. I'm also kind of an introvert, so I'm like, as long as I have one person, I'm good. I'm You're an introvert? I'm, a, I'm an I'm an outgoing introvert. Like, I like to do things. I like to be out in the world. But honestly, like, I did nothing this weekend except for hang out with myself. And it was the best. It was amazing. Um, So anyway, I move here. I hang out with my friends that I already have. And I'm, like, ready to go into date mode. Y'all heard it every single day. I'm coming on talking about the men that I'm going out with and how tragic it was for the most part. But I will say, like, one of the first dates that I went on was so different than my experience that than I had had in my hometown. So uh, I come from from Jacksonville. That's where I grew up. And so mostly the people I see on dating apps there are like either guys I went to high school with or like hot guys, but they're unemployed and they just surf all day. And so when I came to this city and there's like guys out there that like take you out to nice dinners and they want to treat you well, it was very like eager and excited. And then it was all downhill from there. So after just kind of the train wreck that my summer has been with just going out with guys and getting kind of fatigued, I'm like, I'm a table, the actual man dating for like a good six months. And I'm just going to focus on building in my friendship circle. And the cool thing about having friends already in this city is that it has expanded my social circle because 
they will be talking to like their friends or their acquaintances and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I know this girl. She's super cool. Just moved here, works on a radio show. And then those girls are like, I want to be friends with her. She sounds mm. really cool. She's on a radio show. She does all that. <laughs> That's awesome. So then I'll be getting DMs and essentially be getting asked out to go on quote unquote friendship dates with these girls. And it's been amazing because A, Girls are awesome. <laughs> B, they always want to do things that I want to do. So they want to go out to the cute restaurants that have like the pink fun wallpaper and the cool drinks. They want to go on hot girl walks and get coffee at cool local coffee spot, spots. Um, they want to have like, they want to sit and watch Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 <laughs> version for the 90th time with me. It's just amazing. <laughs> and you know how I have this track record of never being excited for a second date with mm. the guys I go out with? Yes. Not the case with the ladies because mm -hmm. every single girl I've been out with, I have been, I'm like, this is the coolest girl I've ever met. I can't wait to see her again. Like I get lesbians. I get it. Like I see the appeal. <laughs> Am I still hopelessly attracted to men? Absolutely. But it has been so fun doing all these incredible things and meeting these awesome women in this area that I'm like, well, dang, I, I would be fine just hanging out with women for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'd be getting no action, but I would still be having a good time. Why do relationships have to be so difficult that, like, when you meet new people, same sex also, it's just easy, right? So why do relationships have to be so damn difficult? I don't know. There's just too many factors. And this is completely different from how I grew up. Like, I used to call myself the yellow Starburst friend. I always felt like, <laughs> aw, heavy. Aw, yeah. Aw, like, that's you, not cool. Like you are a pink Starburst. And I want you sure. to say it right here, right now. I want to be a red Starburst, Kristen. That okay. is the best That's Starburst. The best one by you, far. Okay, Thank then you. you are the red Starburst, Abby. Say it here, say it loud, say it proud. I am a red Starburst friend, <laughs> but I've always been treated like a yellow Starburst friend. I've, uh -huh. Like people are happy that I'm around, I look good, but at the end of the day, you, you'd be happy if the yellow Starburst was kicked out. You're really, just, <laughs> you're really just here for the pink and the red. Yeah. And so it has been so nice. I don't know what it is. 2023 has been my year of just women appreciating me. I, I, I love do, it. I do think that as you. Pour Pull yourself out of the game. And again, Kristen is dragging her back in for this one segment where she's trying to set her up with a good man. When that inevitably fails, <laughs> um, I really do think there's something about, I don't know what it is, the universe, whatever it is. When you're not looking and you like finally give in, I think that's when the attraction to the right person comes in for whatever reason. I know. Well, now it's gotten to the point where I've Probably, I think it's been since June, since I've been on a romantic date. I am loving this whole, like, not caring about it because I'm, like, I'm almost getting too comfortable being single because, like, I just enjoy everything I've That's been doing. Thing. Yeah, it's a little dangerous because I'm, like, I don't know how I'm going to get back in the game. Like, it really could be another 30 years at this point before I go on a date with a man. Your mother does not want to hear that, Abby. Right. She's texting me as we speak. She's, like, can we allow people to nominate themselves to date you? Like, this is ridiculous. You're on The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Well, this is disappointing. You show up to your favorite artist concert. You've had these tickets for months. You've had your outfit planned. You pregame harder than you've ever pregamed because you love Iggy Azalea. And then the concert gets shut down 25 minutes into it. That was it? Yeah. It was only 25 minutes in when they shut it down? 25 minutes long. I Iggy Azalea's show in Saudi Arabia shut down after 25 minutes because her pants ripped. But it wasn't her fault. She was willing to go on with the show. So her pants end up ripping, showing a little bit of leg. And I can imagine you're in front of all these people. 
You're a little nervous. You got to brush it off somehow. She's like, "Ladies, make some noise. It's a woman's world. This is all from um, some. <laughs> this is all from somebody's video uh, that they captured from the concert." And so, what ends up happening is, 25 minutes in, her microphone gets cut off, and basically, the police that were on the side of the stage made her shut down the show, and she had to come out and explain to everybody that it was because of the pants ripping. Was it the pants being ripped, or was it the women rule the world comment, well, she, which is the thing that she did is it. coming out and saying that it is because the pants are ripping. Uh-huh. Okay, so I had seen stories that it was because of the comment, because they gave her a different thinking. set of pants. <laughs> yeah, that's what, Yeah, I was thinking they must have had a lot of pants backstage, but I'm thinking that <laughs> comment <laughs> is the thing that turned the lights yeah. off. That was an impressive rip, by the way. It, it went, yeah? Oh, yeah, because it didn't rip from behind. She was on her knees, and it started at the knee, and it went right up to the... <laughs> Uh, that's how you know those squats in the gym are working, though. You know what? That's a good mm-hmm. thing for you, Iggy. She's been in here before. She got booty. Yes. It, her, her booty's bigger than it was when she came in studio. It is now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she got a BBL. It is. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She got a BBL, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You go, girl. Okay, Adam's... <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen it recently, and I'm like, that one, let's like, let's just keep it real, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm the realist. That is, that is not natural. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> no, Maybe she's not. squatting lots of squats. Sure. She's no. going heavy a couple times a week. Yeah. yeah. No. Maxed out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Adam Sandler and his wife might win Friends of the Year Award for 2023 because of what they've done for Jennifer Aniston. So Jennifer Aniston has been super open about her fertility struggles. And in a recent interview with the Wall Street Journal, she shared that her longtime pal Adam Sandler and his wife, Jackie, they always send her flowers on Mother's Day. That was so sweet. Um, she's talked about, you know, how she's done IVF and how, you know, going through it, it was just such a hard struggle that um, it's why she has gratitude for so much in life. You know, she's like, if I can go through that, I can make it through anything. Yeah, I, th- I think it's this was her f- coming um her being open about this recently because she just Jennifer just shared about this recently. Like she was like doing egg retrieval and that. Unfortunately, it just wasn't in the cards for her to become a mom, but it wasn't, you know, from a lack of effort on her part. And for all those years, the tabloids are like, you know, constantly speculating whether or not she's pregnant. And to do that, having no idea what somebody is dealing with behind the scenes, is just so mm-hmm. callous. And ever since um, Adam Sandler found out that she 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 wanted to be a mom and she tried to be a mom, but it just you know because she, she said you know like that ship has sailed now. He and his wife send her flowers on Mother's Day, and I think that's <laughs> really, so sweet. The sweetest cool. guy, man. <laughs> Have you seen his new movie out on Netflix? The one about the bat mitzvah? No, no, I've seen previews for it though. It looks good. It's not bad. Okay. How about that? Oh, it's really? not bad, and his daughter stars in it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> okay. Elaborate. It's not great. Okay. But not bad. <laughs> you, you, chuckled. you chuckled a few times. I did. Okay. Yeah. And he's such a nice guy now I that I feel like even if his movies now are a four, I will say they're a six and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and he was spotted at Taylor Swift's concert dressed exactly as Adam Sandler would be dressed for mm-hmm. any occasion. Basketball shorts, long t-shirt. And now, mm-hmm. now that I know that he supports my queen, love him. <laughs> okay. This might be one of the wildest celeb lawsuits I've ever seen in a minute. Kim Kardashian's friend, Jonathan Chabon, also known as Food God, is suing a Korean barbecue sauce company for $20 million. He is claiming that when he opened up his fridge, it just exploded out of nowhere. And he suffered losses like not being able to use his hand in social media posts, in his advertisements, and his ability to sponsor various food items. For $20 million? For $20 million. Cut my left hand off. Right? <laughs> for $20 million.
don't need this hand. <laughs> 20 million? I don't need either one. Your watch would fall off. What's that? Your watch would fall off. I could put it on my other wrist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Security was handling a fan at her concert. <laughs> But she wasn't happy about it. I'll tell you why Adele was getting fired up with her show security on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. You're on The Burt Show. So I failed. I didn't do it this weekend. I couldn't. Herbert Weiss. I just couldn't. It was just... I thought of you Saturday morning as I was using the bathroom. <laughs> I really honestly me and my, did. Yeah, me and my poop on Saturday morning. I almost texted you and said, I hope your spelunking edition went well. <laughs> what an honor. What a real honor. So I told these guys last uh, on Friday that I was not looking forward to the weekend just because 20 minutes of it, 30 minutes of it maybe was going to be spent. I have to take this like in-home fecal test where you have to poop in a little itty bitty box and then you have to sift through your own poop with a little spoon and then you got to put it in a test tube and then you got to send it to a lab. Ooh, I, I just thought of a great bet payoff. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I am not going to scoop Bert's poop. That is not happening. And you call yourself a friend. <laughs> I will pick your ear hairs. I will pick your nose hairs. I have even picked something out of your teeth before. Yeah. I'm not sifting through well, your doo-doo. Well, when you're ready to commit, you let me know. <laughs> um, I, it was staring at me the entire weekend on that kitchen counter. And just the thought of it. I, I just, I wanted to do, I, I don't know how I'm going to motivate myself to do it. It is literally feels like rock bottom to me. I, I told you, get drunk. Just get it over with. That's what I would do. Okay, if you don't do it today. No, I'm not making any agreements. You, <laughs> you, have, you have to be held accountable. You got to do this you for your own with. health. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. But it's probably not going to be today. I'm just going to be honest with you. I can't, I, I cannot get the motivation. Up to, and it's, it seems so superficial. Like it shouldn't be that bad. Do I need to put a playlist together for you? Yes. <laughs> yes, what, yes, you do. What would even be on that playlist? Right. I don't know yet, but yes. I would like to come up with a motivational fecal sample playlist for you. <laughs> okay. If you can bring one in tomorrow. Yes. Then I'll go. You know what? Even okay. if it sucks, I will do it tomorrow. Okay. If... Yeah, if you bring it in. All right. Okay. Fecal sample playlist coming at you <laughs> oh, <man>. tomorrow. <laughs> Absolute worst. <laughs> I really can't. If you lined up 100 things for me to do, this would be 100th on the list. Got it. I just can't think of anything worse. And Tracy just sent us an email, our operations manager, that we have auction winners in studio tomorrow. So lucky for them, <laughs> they will get a front row view of the... Fecal playlist. <laughs> <laughs> the timing is really weird, too, because I generally just go once, and it's right before the show at home, so it's going to force... If I'm in 20 minutes late, you know that I completed the mission. Okay. 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 That's better, though. Get it over with first thing uh, in the morning. The worst. All right, let's get an update on texting tutor from Friday, because she had to tell one of her best friends that, look, you, you are going to get fired from work. It, it, I'm going to be here, but you're getting fired. We don't often put our foot down when it comes to texting tutors, but this one seemed kind of obvious not to do. And Mo was the one that was like, you don't want this in writing. So our listener hit us up and she wanted to text her best friend to let her know, hey, heard a rumor, I think you're going to get let go. Her best friend is the reason why she even has this job. And she has become really good friends with one of the boss's um, assistants and Word through the grapevine is that her best friend and a couple of other people are going to get let go. And she wanted to give her friend a heads up. She was very torn because she 
wants to keep her job and doesn't want to get in trouble for saying anything because she's not supposed to. But at the same time, she felt like a bad friend if she didn't give her a heads up, like you're going to lose your job. And we were like, you don't want to put this in writing because she could take the text and be upset and show it to somebody and then you're in trouble and then you you lose your job. So we encouraged her to use the phone to call her friend and tell her, heads up, I heard this. I don't know if there's legitimacy to it, but you might be losing your job. Crazy, crazy idea, right? Okay, so the update, uh, updated email. So I chose not to tell my friend after all. Hmm. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that telling her doesn't change the situation. However, it would also put my job and the GM's assistant's job on the line. However, I also don't want to risk my friendship if she were to find out that I knew. So on Friday, I talked to the assistant who gave the gossip and explained the predicament she had inadvertently placed me in, especially since my best friend was the one who got me the job. She begged me not to mention anything to my friend because she would definitely get fired for sharing the info. She did say that she'd try her best to influence our GM's decision while she couldn't make any promises. It's nice to know that there may be some hope. I did make her promise that no matter what happens, she would never tell anyone that I knew. If my friend does get let go, I can't have her know that I knew and didn't tell her. Yeah, that'd be real bad. Uh, please keep your fingers crossed that something can't be done or said to spare my friend's job. Thanks so much. So mm. it kind of settles itself, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think she handled it actually the appropriate way. And hopefully the GM's assistant can have com- some kind of sway and mm-hmm. not the friend not losing her job. There was no good way out of that. But doing it by text, as we said on Friday, was just the wrong idea. 100%. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It doesn't sit right with my soul. That's kind of been a fun theme we've been playing with on The Burt Show lately, where you're getting something off your chest that's just not sitting right with you. Like when I threw a sick burn at Abby and then immediately felt bad, and she did the same thing to Kristen and also felt bad right away. Now, we're all good, and that was all in good fun, but sometimes you're not quite ready to confront your problems head on, and you need someone to talk to. And while we love talking to you guys about your drama, sometimes it's above our pay grade, and you need a professional to give you advice. I've been to therapy and there's something so freeing about unloading your problems on a therapist that has your back and you know is there to help you. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. The Burt Show. So, guys, you are uh, proving to us time and time again, especially with Kristen trying to set up Abby here and the pictures and the profiles you guys have sent in. Y'all suck, man. <laughs> it has been really, really. If I'm a woman or if I'm in the dating world right now and this has been a great example of what's going on, that's depressing. Yeah. So if you're on the dating app Hinge, there's this very interesting contraption that they have where you can leave a voice prompt. So, you know, if you've got a real sexy voice and you're scrolling through the uh, through the profile, you can listen to it and hear if you might be into hearing that guy for the rest of your life. <laughs> I actually think we should add voice prompts to my nomination uh, list to, to for Kristen to set me up on a date because at the very least, they're very entertaining. It okay. couldn't hurt at this point. Entertaining, yes. Um, from what I've witnessed, that's that it's. 
we don't want that. Yeah. But <laughs> entertainment, traumatizing. For entertainment purposes, I'm kind of there with you. So you're saying based on the pictures and description that you saw that leaving a voice note would no, not help them? It's not. Well, I mean, it's it's not based on these pictures. It's just like the lack of effort as far as like mm-hmm. the bios have been lackluster. The pictures that the guys are choosing, like these car selfies, just just they're they're not bringing their a game so personally i don't want to have to listen to the trash that would be the voice prompts but thinking at it as it as a good bit Hmm. It it would it could ha- it has a high potential factor of being entertaining. Total sidebar here before we get into the fun part of this and listening to some of these voice notes from Hinge that are going to suck. Um, I'm wondering as you're looking at like mental health statistics, right? Um, I guess going down. Uh, health mental health has been going down for a long time, and a lot of people attribute it to stuff that's going on on social media. I am really curious if dating apps might have something to do with that percentage number going down. I'm sure. Well, it definitely adds to the feeling of hopelessness because you hear about so many people getting set up on dating apps that when it doesn't work for you, you think, well, maybe I, I have all these options and nobody's working out for yeah, me. Like, right? there's either something horribly wrong with me, probably, or just <laughs> there's a really bad selection, which is almost worse. It's really got to play on your psyche, right? I mean, if you're not getting swiped on or whatever, or you go on one date and you get ghosted, or it's really got to like affect you at some point because you have to think like, okay, maybe it's a me thing. I definitely felt that when I was uh, in the dating game and I only used dating apps really quickly and it was for that reason. I mean, you'll start to swipe and swipe and swipe and then realize that you have no matches and you'll start to really think it's you, like something's wrong with me. (laughs) So yeah, I felt that effect for sure. Yeah, it's a game that you can't win and ever since we've been playing these voice prompts on air, women from across the country have heard this and it has (laughs) resonated with their soul because now my DM inbox is like a mix of just girls being like, I feel you and also here's what I heard on my (laughs) Hinge app this week in this city. So this week, we actually have a slew of voice prompts of men doing their best to impress women with their singing voices. Every market has been hit here. So we have our reigning champion. All right, all right, all right. All right. I'm going to tell y'all straight up, they're going to be kind of a cringe and kind of embarrassing. But if you can't figure out this song just off of these instrumental, then we can't be friends. All right, all right. Here we go. What did we determine? That was Ushers? Ushers. Yes. Ushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that dude's high as hell. <laughs> you think? So now we have somebody coming for his crown. Okay. I have about six different boys' pumps hey. ready to take him down. We have number one. Three, six, nine. Damn, you're fine. Hoping she can suck it to me, baby, one more time. To the windows, to the wall, to the sweat drop down my you get it. <laughs> I am surprisingly not mad at that. Uh-uh, it's kind of funny. Judges were feeling good about that one? I'm not mad at that yeah, one. Yeah, but if we're still voting on the worst, our first one has, like, mm-hmm. the number one spot in my yeah. heart right now. Yeah, that's a yes for me, dog. <laughs> okay, this one will really hit home with all my Nickelodeon fans. This is this guy's rendition on the Zoe 101 theme song. Shut up. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Just another kind of girl. Do you want to see my world? Do I look good today? Yeah. If you want to sit and play with me 
and just get away, get away, and I'll make you feel. I would like to specify that the prompt that he responded with that song was my go-to in the Christ or go-to go cry to in the car song. The if song you, that he cries to in the car. If you like that song and you saw him sing it, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. It's You're going to be like connected to the dude because he loves that that show. Oh my god, that was pretty bad. Now that this was, guy yeah. bad. This next guy doesn't have a good singing voice on him, so he is going to use his other talents to display his musical mm -hmm. prowess. <laughs> Damn. Okay, Mo, you try that. Then those are. Okay, Mo, none of that. Mo is told us he can't whistle. Uh, I can't critique him. The next one is a rendition on a Disney Channel original movie classic from Camp Rock. It Shut is up. Nick Jonas's "Introducing Me." So if you want to know, here goes. Gonna tell you there's a part of me a show. If it close, gonna let you see everything. Remember that you asked for it. I'll try to best to impress, but it's easier to let you guess out the rest. But you wanna hear what lives in my brain, my heart. I'm a sucker for a guy with a ukulele. <laughs> Save that. <laughs> and our final one coming straight from a prison in Boise, Idaho. It is Ooh. inmate number 121555, Christian McMahone. Somebody to hit me up. I'm alone and I'm in prison. I need somebody to hit me up. What's up, guys? My name's Christian. Uh, I just thought I'd uh, send a little video out, maybe get some hits. I don't know. Um, I'd love to get a little company, vibe with somebody. Yeah, hope you like the video. Was that a parody of Lean on Me? Yes, it absolutely was. <laughs> Let me hear that again. Now that I get that. Let's hear that. Somebody to hit me up. I'm alone. And I'm in prison. I need somebody to hit me up. What's up, guys? <laughs> Christian is 24 years old. He's currently locked up in Boise. But good news, he can get out as early as March of 2024. <laughs> the Bird Show. Turns out I, I am the red flag in her relationship with her new man. Riddle me this. How is that even possible? How is that even possible? How am I the red flag in her relationship with her new man? Hmm. Hmm? I don't know. Let me explain. So this is the email I got last week. And I got a couple similar to this also from people that got very upset with the advice that I had given in this particular area. Merk. Listen to your show every day. And I have for almost six years. <clears throat> I really respect your opinion on things because you seem so transparent. A few weeks ago, you advised against dating a man that's separated or recently divorced. Well, you really messed things up for me. <laughs> I met a great guy at a mutual friend's party last week, and I got swept up in him for hours. He's charming, smart, funny. I loved everything about this guy. The red flag is dot, 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 you! <laughs> His divorce is not final yet. He was married for 10 years. 
They have a three-year-old and a six-year-old. That doesn't bother me at all, she says. They are still living together until his divorce is final. That doesn't bother me at all either, as they are living in separate bedrooms. And it's more about finding the right place near the kids and money. So that doesn't bother her either. So remind me again why you wouldn't advise to date a separated man or recently divorced person. Thank you. From Jenna. All right, Jenna. I'm not a professional. All I am is a guy that's been divorced and separated with an opinion. (laughs) So when you hit me up or when I am giving advice out, it's only based on my experience. I have no degree on the wall. I have no degree at all, actually. But your name is on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does say the birth show, but it's not a college degree. (laughs) Um, It's just life experience. And this is just my opinion as a guy that went through it. And um, what did you call it? A uh, vine swinger or dating? Yeah, you were you were vine swinger. Right. You had to be in a relationship. Going from one relationship to the other. And Kristen warned me after my divorce also, like, take some time. You know what? Learn about yourself. I said date yourself. Date yourself. And, you know, when you're talking to a dude that's been married 20 years and has had sex with the same woman for 20 years, advising him not to have sex with another woman is stupid. <laughs> Let's just say my advice <laughs> fell on very deaf ears. <laughs> so that wasn't Because other parts were more of a priority than the ears were at that point. <laughs> now, I will say in the 20 years I was married, what I did when I got out of my divorce, and this is all part of the reason why I feel like you shouldn't divorce some, or date somebody that's recently divorced divorced or separated is you really don't know who you are in this area. So part of my craziness after my divorce was I went back to thinking that I was going to start dating like I did 20 years prior. I don't, I didn't have that kind of energy. <laughs> um, so I went back to like being, We noticed it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, there, yeah. I could tell you guys, maybe in the bonus content, I will tell you guys stories. No, you won't. <laughs> Bert was tired. I was tired. I was really, really tired. I was having a great time, but I was out of my mind, yeah. man. I didn't know who I was. Uh, I wasn't sure how to date. And as I said, I went back to dating as I was the guy 20 years earlier. The world had changed. I was more mature. The women I was dating was more mature. You just don't know that stuff until you go through it and you screw it up. And I think I probably was also dating out. Uh, I was depressed, too. I've told you guys, man. It's the first time in my life that I had ever really felt like a depression. I am not a guy that stays down very long. I usually say life is short. Let's go. Sitting it for a couple of days, sitting it for a week, and then move on with your life. And I just didn't know who I was or what was going on. I had two kids also. I didn't understand about splitting time. It's just such a confusing time that Kristen's advice was spot on, or it would have been spot on for me had I taken it. Because in looking back, I left a wake of women behind that I hurt, that never really had a chance, that I thought I was really engaging in a legitimate relationship with. But I didn't freaking know who I was. I was crazy. I was a, it was terrible. It was terrible. So based on my experience, that's the advice that I would give. Just based on, but take it or don't. Don't let me get in your head. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know very many people that are married that long and go immediately into the dating world Mm -hmm. and are secure, know what's going on, are truly, truly available to fall in love at that point because you go through so much pain during a separation and a divorce that are you really, truly open 
to something deep when you get out of it. I probably wasn't and thought I was. And I don't want divorcees to think that we're trying to like paint them in a bad light and say that they're not um, that they're not available and they're not worthy of love um, right after a divorce. That's not the case. Um, I just think you have to go in with your eyes wide open as to the the type of person you were, what you went through. And make sure before engaging in romantic relationships with other people, you really have a firm foundation of who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're emotionally confused and if you're still trying to figure some stuff out, it's okay to take a beat and take that time Absolutely. for yourself. Absolutely. You're just so sketched out about everything. I don't know if others are like this or this is just my deep insecurity, but I'm like... Nobody is ever going to love me again. Nobody is going to be attracted to me. So when people were, I was like, I better take this one. It's not going to happen again. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't know. So I think it's probably good advice. At least it would have been for me just to take that beat pause and then listen to Kristen and just like date myself. Get to learn to know myself. You're on The Burt Show. All right, moving on. So she was real stressed out going into the weekend because her parents were about to get shocked. Just shocked. Yeah, so she moved away from home for a new job, and she uh, she was visiting home quite often, but in recent times it changed quite a bit, and she hasn't seen her family since Christmas because she has met a new guy, and she's has been busy living her life, and, well, she is now currently seven months pregnant, and she has not informed her family. They have absolutely no idea. She's been going back and forth in her head of if she should say something or if she shouldn't, and now she's at a point where she has to make a decision quickly because her parents are coming to visit for a surprise visit, and she doesn't know if she should give them a heads up, if she should warn them, or should she just kind of, when they get there, hit them with a little surprise. <laughs> and if you have a decent relationship with family, seven months is is a long period of time to go before disclosing you're pregnant. Typically, you wait till you get through the first trimester and you're, you're around three months when you start sharing the news. So to go a full seven and not have told family yet, that's... It, it could be a slap in the face to the family, for sure. I think we all had different advice going into this also, because I don't want to be surprised that way if I'm the parent. If I walk in the door and you're seven months pregnant, I want some kind of heads up before that door opens. You're not going to like my re- response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I probably would just, at that point, tell them when they get there and try to come up with a reason as to why I did that, even though I really can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I didn't want to give anybody a heads up. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, surprise! Isn't this great? Happy <laughs> grandparents! Isn't this exciting? So Abby's got the email update. I decided to take a slightly playful route by texting my mom a few minutes before their arrival, teasing them with, I have a big surprise for you. Maybe it wasn't the best choice, but I hoped this would add a touch of excitement and frame it in a positive light. Plus, it kind of made it seem like the secrecy was intentional. Shrugging emoji. So when I opened the door... The look on their faces was pure shock. Yeah, think. My mom even dropped the bag she was carrying. My dad let out a very loud WTF. <laughs> Not going to lie, that part stung. I quickly brought them in to explain in hopes of keeping their negative reactions from spiraling. I tried to explain everything as honestly and openly as I could. Their initial reactions were a mix of being upset concerned and irritated my dad took the silent route for most of the weekend which to be honest is exactly what i'd expect from him but my mom seemed to slowly warm up to the idea 
I could see hints of excitement in her eyes, and the shock wore off. Introducing my boyfriend went, okay. My dad was still very much in his quiet phase, but there were some positives. My mom seems to see potential in him, and she even asked if he'd be joining us for Thanksgiving. That's a good sign, right? It's not the ideal fairy tale situation, but all in all, I'm relieved. The secret is finally off my shoulders. I truly believe that with time, they'll come around. Anyway, thanks again. And they will, especially once that baby gets here. 100%. Will the parents ever totally accept the boyfriend? If he's a good father, yes. Yeah. I think you have a much better chance with mom than mm-hmm. you do with dad. I think it's going to be really tough for dad, probably for the element of looking at it from a man's perspective with him being a man and it being handled this way. But I do mm-hmm. think in the end, being a good father probably trumps all. And again, I really don't even think, I think a majority of the issue isn't that she's pregnant, it's that she waited seven months to disclose that she was. Did she say anywhere in here that this is like a serious, legit, like we're moving in together relationship or is this kind of a oopsie? Uh, She said our relationship moved pretty quickly, maybe quicker than we had planned. Um, Yeah. Well, she says that now for now, I now have a really serious boyfriend. Mm. Yeah, I think the fact that she hid the boyfriend is almost the bigger issue here because, like, let's say I'm dating somebody and my parents know about it. It's been six months and I surprise them Mm. with a pregnancy. I honestly think, like, if my mom knew I had a boyfriend, she would just be thrilled. They're like, you're having kids? This is so exciting. But I think the fact that you're going from, like, zero to 150, like, with the relationship and not only is it a relationship that, like, you've hidden, but it's a relationship that you can't, is not going to end anytime soon because you got to co-parent with this guy. God willing, it goes well. So, I mean, she really could have just fixed this all by revealing the relationship as soon as possible, but it's going to take a long time for them to get over it. So the news of of dating a boy, a a guy, and not sharing that would be more shocking than the pregnancy, you think, to your parents? I I think so, just because you... I think the pregnancy makes it worse because you're hiding this entire relationship, Mm. and then on top of that, you're pregnant. Like, you've been seeing this guy for six months, and you didn't mention him once. Why were you hiding him? Whereas the pregnancy, just kind of like, okay, stuff happens, but... It was an avalanche of information they got. It was a lot. Yeah. Uh, You're probably better off that dad went into silent mode. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because if it went into on mode, it would all be over. You're on The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Burt Show's entertainment buzz. I'm telling you, if this happened to me, I would be an Adele fan for life. So Adele stopped her concert to defend a fan from a security guard. So she's in the middle of singing this big ballad, Water Under the Bridge. And then she noticed a little kerfluffle in the back. Kerfluffle? A kerfluffle. You know, like when you get in a a brawl with your buddy. It's a kerfluffle. Kerfluffle. I think it's a kerfuffle. Tomato, tomato. (laughs) (laughs) I think yours, a kerfluffle, is a little bit lighter than a kerfuffle. Look at me. Could I handle it? Handle a kerfuffle. I can no. handle a kerfluffle. <laughs> I'll give you five dollars right now if you can spell it. Uh, K e r f l u f f l e. Yes, kerfuffle. Wow, I'm smart. Anyway, so the kerfuffle's going on in the back, and she, and the security guard, and the fan are. She notices something's going on, so she stops the concert, and she's like, "What is going on here? It needs to stop." Yes, you. Yes, you. It's sticking your hand. Yes, him. What are you doing? Why are you bothering him? Could you leave him alone, please? Yes. 
have a real blind spot when it comes to concert audio. I have no idea what she just said. So to translate, she said, what's going on with that young fan back there? He's been bothered so much. Um, what's going on? Then she asked the security guard to uh, uh, raise his hand or her hand. And she's like, why are you bothering him? Can you leave him alone, please? And then she also says, once everything, once the kerfuffle dies down, she says, they won't bother you again, my darling. Enjoy the show. He's been bothered by the whole show by security and the other people sitting behind him. He's here to have fun. All of you are here to have fun. Let's rage. What was he doing? Um, we, we don't know because we can't see the audio. It's just on Adele. That's the thing. Like, Adele looked great, though. Adele's on stage. Maybe people were complaining because this guy was doing Like, she right. doesn't know yeah. if he was or was not <laughs> right. misbehaving. Right. So how can you yell at security for, like, they might have been doing their job because people around them, around him, mm-hmm. may have been complaining about his behavior. Yeah. Didn't she say something about him standing up? I think that's what they were complaining about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was he probably just... on front row and he was standing up mm, so at the a concert. <laughs> standing yeah. up that, at a concert? That, that's yeah. the issue? Wow. Well, also, at an Adele concert, I can see the people behind him. Mm. Like, there are people who go to a concert like that and do not expect to stand up the oh, entire time. Yeah. If I pay that much money, I'll stand up yeah. and do jumping jacks. If I'm security, Thanks. if I'm that security guard, I'm like, I'm not telling you how to sing. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's actually really telling about this whole situation is everybody is cheering. I think if a lot of people were really upset with this fan, it would have been like a very meek, like, okay, Mm-hmm. But because everybody had such a visceral reaction, I have a feeling that maybe the security guard was in the wrong. Well, but we weren't there. We wouldn't know. With how many people are throwing things on the stage and running yeah. on the stage, I don't think I'm ever pissing security off as a talent. <laughs> nope. Autumn, there's a few things that come to mind, like the leaves changing, apple picking. Pumpkin spice! What the hell? <laughs> Abby literally just jumped like a foot out of her chair and looked up because she thought the voice of God was coming down to talk about PSL. <laughs> you scared the life out of it. Yeah, to see that on video oh, later. Oh, oh. So nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to read my <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Tommy. <laughs> you might have peed yourself a little bit. Absolutely. I think a little bit. Yeah, so I would be, be, be a P in PSL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will not Ooh. be removing myself from this chair because I'm going to wait for all the leaves so I can wipe it up. Anyway, um, <laughs> you gotta finish the story now. You gotta finish strong now. Autumn leaves changing. Ah, yes. Ed PSL and <laughs> Ed Sheeran. He pretended to be a barista in honor uh, of his uh, new album that's coming out, Autumn Variations. Oh, well, that's <laughs> that's can it. We, can we end yeah. the segment now? Did I hear you say PSL and PTSD? <laughs> PSL PTSD. That's what it was. Yep. Uh-huh. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Click emails. <laughs> You're on The Burt Show. So her ex was super inappropriate with her, and now she's thinking about turning around and going to his fiance and telling her everything that happened. Cassie's got the email. In May of 2022, my two-and-a-half-year situationship with the young man who lived upstairs with his parents came to a grinding halt. When we started our relationship, we had an understanding and an agreement that if either one of us found somebody else that we wanted to be involved with, we would let the other one know. My relationship with him was going strong until the last week of May 2022 when I didn't see him at all. June 1st, 2022, he pulled up in a U-Haul van with another girl and started to pack all of his stuff from his parents' place into the van. Turns out he was moving in with his girlfriend. I found out about it later when his mother told me. He didn't even say goodbye to me. That was my first time ever experiencing anything like that in my life. And because of it, I decided to go on a one-year dating hiatus. 
Now, considering the fact that his parents live upstairs, he has to come here all the time to see them. That means he has to see me. And a lot of the times he brings his girlfriend with him and I have to listen to them talking and laughing and carrying on while I'm trying to relax outside my unit. It hasn't been entirely comfortable, but I've been dealing with it. In June, he messaged me saying that he wanted us to meet. He felt that we needed closure. And my guess is he was sick and tired of the tension going on and he was trying to resolve it. And I kind of felt the same way. I thought maybe it would be nicer if we all just got along. And at the very least, we could be civil with each other. In that first meeting at the park, I basically just let him have it, and I didn't give him much of an opportunity to speak. But he did say to me that he felt like he rushed in too quickly with her, and he managed to spit out that he still had feelings for me. But then he asked his new girlfriend to marry him the following month. <laughs> he, contract, he contacted me this week and said that he needed to be honest with me and needed to share some things with me that he didn't get an opportunity to do the first time. So I met him at the park again, just expecting some civil conversation back and forth. And what I got was a man who very aggressively pulled me into him, groping me with his other hand. He told me that he missed my curves, he can't stop thinking about me, and he tried to kiss my neck when I pushed him away. He told me that there will always be something between us and that he wanted to be with me again. When I asked him why he was getting married, he told me that he was getting a little older now and it was time to settle down and get married. It was the most ridiculous reason to get married I had ever heard. He has since messaged me incessantly because he's terrified that I'm going to tell his fiance what he did. He's been staying away from her and not even visiting, or he's been staying away from here and not even visiting his parents because he's terrified of what I might say or do. And frankly, I don't know what to do. I honestly and truly feel like she has a right to know what a slime ball he is. But therein lies the risk that I'm going to end up looking like the bad guy. I want to do the right thing. Bert Show, can you advise me? FYI, I've kept every single text message he sent to me, and I was considering printing those off, putting them in an envelope, and just handing it to her the next time I see her. From Stella in Stony Creek, Ontario. Yeah, so who knows if this email is even true. She's clearly stoned. Because <laughs> that's the one requirement you need to live in Stony Creek. Um, I, I don't see what good it's going to do. At all. I don't so, think she's going to believe you. You're just going to uh-huh. be like the disgruntled ex. I oh, don't really? I don't, th- I, don't, I don't know how she... You would, you would go in? If I got a manila folder that had all the screenshots with proof, she's like giving receipts here that showed that my boyfriend was being, or now fiance was being a complete slime ball, I would 100% believe her. Now, do I think that the girlfriend, now fiance, has some kind of inkling that he is a little bit of a slime ball? Absolutely. With these kinds of things, there's always red flags that people choose to ignore. But, I mean, this could be the final nail in the coffin for her to kind of be like, mm, yeah, maybe this wasn't the best decision to agree to get to agree to getting engaged. I don't, yeah, I don't see this going the way that she thinks it would go. Um, I feel like even like, because the new girl will look at the old one and he'll say that she's just doing this because she still wants me mm-hmm. and then like, I'm not coming around. Mm-hmm. The more information you have, the more it may backfire because you're going to look a little crazy and doing it, even if you're right. So I feel like he's already caused enough damage to your life. Just let it go. I don't even know what, really what his motivation is. I don't know if he's really into the ex here, Stella, that emailed us. He's just saying it so he can get a little zom-zom before he gets married. Yeah. Who knows what's going on? But if you're the fiancé, would you want to know this? Well, yeah. Do you have an obligation as a woman to tell another woman you're walking into a hornet's nest? Well, see, I'm so torn because, yes, she deserves to know this information. It's just... It's not the information. It's who's delivering it. I mean, if I was a fiance, I I wouldn't believe her. 
I I would be I'm probably slightly brainwashed by my fiance and thinking like this is a disgruntled ex, especially if she comes with receipts. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I watch Real Housewives reunions. And they have they have facts and they have proof on their side, but when they pull out that folder behind them and start showing receipts, as unfortunate as it is, they end up looking like the crazy one. Really, which is not fair hmm. um, because they brought their receipts. So it's what? I mean I I want to tell her, but I just personally I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be received. What if you told her, like, what if you went to her and you're like, hey, this is what your ex did to me in a park. And she's like, I don't believe you. And then you can say, well, if you want, I have texts that I could send you as receipts. Mm -hmm. That way you don't, it doesn't look super premeditated. Like you're just saying about this one incident, but you know, you have the back catalog. Should you need to whip it out? But she's going to be the one to ask for it. So you don't look crazy. Just getting stirred up in this kind of like toxicity and negativity. I would just keep it at arm's length, man. Let it go. It's the Burt Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Bird Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Bird Show.